Patrick, I want to talk to you about something. What do you want to talk to me about? About this. I've heard you're doing a new campaign. Yes. And it's, I'm not in it, which makes me upset. But also, it's a, called Numenera, which I don't know what that means. And that further makes me upset. I'm, I'm sorry I upset you, David. I'm sorry I cheated on you. Playing uh, me for a fool. Always. But I was also playing Numenera, which is a very fun game. Uh, it's a new way. I'm so sorry. It's a new RPG uh, created in 2013 by veteran game designer Monty Cook, uh, formerly of D&D, as, besides uh, many other different games, and it is set one billion years in the future. So that's far, I can't even comprehend that exactly. number. That is a third reason that I'm upset. But uh, this is the same Earth that you are used to, David. It's just older. I'm, and there I'm have been, calmed a bit. Yeah, a little like bit. That. A soothe. Yes. Well, I'll keep on listening to the soothing sound of my voice as I tell you there have been eight other worlds, eight other grand civilizations on this Earth before the time oh, of Numenera. The, okay. And so this ninth world is uh, not quite there yet. They're still working their way up. Uh, oh, so it's not very advanced. No. They have the technology about of uh, Middle Ages Europe. But the same way... It's very specific. Well... They got ox, they got carts, that's what they do. But the ox could be, you know, a uh, heart, like maybe a bunch of human hearts that are trapped in a glass container, and they power some type of motorized machinery. The world of Numenera is weird, is what I'm saying. That is how you've ever only described it to me in the past. Exactly, because of all the different technologies that are happening and still occurring or breaking down inside the uh, core of the earth on up, there are a lot of different interactions that are happening and different weirdnesses Between the civilizations that are no longer exist. The dead civilizations are gone civilizations or just straight up disappeared. I feel like every time you've described it, a specific thing to me, it has involved human hearts in some way. There are Is a lot of hearts. Is your entire campaign human heart themed? No, in fact, uh, I don't think they see a heart the whole time. I'm I'm hooked. Yeah. I'm going to listen. I, let's all listen. Let's all listen raptly as we go into the world of Numenera. Numenera. Gravity itself is my explanation for how I'm able to like wield these giant shields. So you have they're physical shields, but you're using gravity to make them. Yeah, like because again, I'm gonna. So you're basically a wall. Yeah, like a wall. The rule. Don't fuck with the rule. One rule. Don't fuck with the rule. Is there? God, could I be righteous and Norwegian? Yes! That sounds like a Impossible. <laughs> Is there a north in Numenera? Yeah, you guys like are close north? to it, actually. All right, I mean, I'm from, like, the snowy mountains of you-know-where. <laughs> I, I <laughs> literally, exactly only me. <laughs> I'm from the snowy mountains of you-know-where. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Alrighty, so welcome to uh, RP Gentlemen. This is the first session of the Numenera campaign. 
And we're gonna. I'm Patrick. I'm DMing. Actually, it's GMing because there's not dungeons necessarily in this one. There's, there's gonna be some dungeons. Well, dungeon. let's be real. Dungeon-like structures. Yes. Uh, in fact, it's a tower in this one. I don't want to spoil it for well, you guys. Well, okay, come on. Wow. Uh, but let's go around and introduce everybody else because uh, these are the important people. These are the players, the characters for this uh, episode. Let's start over here with the Echo Shirt. Uh, my name is Eli. If you're listening to this, you probably downloaded it from my website <laughs> that I made and no other people. Eli's really great websites. If you're listening to this, I'm already dead. <laughs> uh, I am playing Erwitt Quindicott, uh, who is an adjunct professor at a variety of universities around the land. Um, and a lot of people say this world of Numenera is strange and hard to understand, and they're all entirely wrong. We probably know most everything there is to know about everything and everyone who says the world is strange is just falling for trickery. Ah, Erwitt, he knows so much. He knows, he knows all. Me- Almost all. Mechanically, Erwitt is a uh, learned nano who wields power with precision. Yeah, okay. and we have, uh, no, we don't have all three different uh, character classes of Numenera in this one. We got the dub nan. But we do have uh, another different one, uh, so why don't you go and I'll talk over you <laughs> taking a drink of beer. Uh, go <laughs> ahead, Clayton. Yeah, um, I am Clayton, and I will be playing Bjork Wall uh, in his native tongue known as uh, he is a rugged player. Which we should say was Swedish and not speech impediment. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, Important no. clarification. <laughs> it should be both. Sweden? What is Sweden? That's true. Yeah. Important Claytonfication. Uh, he, mm. He's a rugged player <laughs> who controls gravity itself. Um, he was gained his powers when his village was destroyed by a satellite. Its anti-gravity nanites from its propulsion system infused themselves into his skin at the same time killing all of his family and friends and everyone else in the village. He then had to go into the forest and survive by himself for many years. He now wields the busted metal hulk of the body of the satellite as his armor and the two solar panels as his shields. They are very big. Wait, but so did you let the satellite crash, kill everybody you love, and then you went in? Or did, were you just directly hit by the satellite? Well, my love of the forest did not start there, my friend. I was <laughs> <laughs> Well, the satellite had to fall for some reason. Yeah. So its control system came down in the forest where I was, mm. fortunately not completely killing me. I mean, I was, was pretty beat up, and then I got, like, nanites in my skin. And, and then it murdered process. your family. Well, then the body of the satellite landed in my oh, village, no. and there was a firestorm, and everybody died. Oh, that's that's rough. I'm sure you don't have any guilt about that. Yeah. <laughs> but I have overcome very many emotions, and I am okay with myself in this modern age. <laughs> Well, very. What was Briz Brook? Brookwool? Brookwool. All right. What a mature outlook, sir. <laughs> and he is a glaive. Glaive is uh, essentially the warrior class of Numenera, whereas Nano is sort of your wizard. And I mean, you're technically a Nano, Alex, but you're more of a Jack, which is uh, in between. I have gone through some changes. Let's mm. say. Uh, I'm Alex, and I will be playing Ardua. Uh, I uh, was on a fishing trip with my family, and uh, was spelunking in the ocean, and through some freak gravity well was trapped on the bottom of the ocean for some 20 years, and I um, have come to realize after being uh, uh, salvaged that my family is uh, has died of various causes, and I, while living in the bottom of the ocean, became uh, fused with my Nautilus suit, 
Uh, and my skin is all gooey, crusted, stuck to it. So I'm very gross, and I'm very mad about a lot of things. As one would be. A lot of dead families. How's Erwitz's uh, family doing? Are they okay? Oh, they believe in all this superstitious nonsense, but uh, but uh, yes, they're fine. <laughs> they're just ignorant. You've estranged them. Uh, all right, they're so... Precious. Uh, have you guys? Do you guys know each other? You guys are uh, near the village of Static. I will tell you for the beginning of this adventure. Um, I believe I am a stranger to the group. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we've met. Okay, you haven't met. Uh, Actually, I do believe that me and Erwitt uh, have traveled uh, before. It's true. Uh, in a previous life, uh, <laughs> Erwitt and Arjua did travel to uh, somewhere like where you guys will be going tonight. <laughs> Uh, but that was uh, plagued by me not knowing the rules and uh, sound equipment issues. So we're restarting that and with our lovely friend Clayton and his glorious man beard. Uh, so uh, you that was the beard talking. Should, not I, should I rub it against the microphone? <laughs> so they can hear <laughs> can appreciate the it. oral pleasure of your beard. Uh, all right, so what you guys see in this place is uh, snow falling upon a valley. Well, a solid white from when seen from a distance, or in mounded piles atop rooftop and eave, each flake is in truth a clouded prism, creating whirling rainbows from the light of your lanterns. Wrought through an unknown process in the skies of the region, each snowflake is a storage system containing a single impression, a smell, a sound, a sensation, that can be accessed chemically, most often by catching one on the tongue. So you guys, are, snow is falling, it's drifting down gently, but it's throwing up like rain, like prismatic colors and different things. And if you catch one on your tongue, you basically gain a sensation, oh. a kind of a hallucination. Ardra is very enthralled and is Ooh. trying to catch them with her, like, you know, moving her head, which is very limited. In do you have like a so, glass porthole? Uh, yeah, I do have a portal, so I have to like lift up the <laughs> visor and then kind of stick my tongue out a little bit. All right, well, let's uh, let's roll to have you catch one on your tongue just to give the, the listeners a demonstration of okay, how Okay, I didn't know works. this is super complicated. <laughs> I don't have uh, points in tonguing. Um, <laughs> been a nice while, time. guys, ladies. It'll be... <laughs> Uh, easier, it'll be very simple to ask. Basically, uh, I am, I don't roll any dice in Numenera. There's all the gentlemen in front of me who will be rolling, and they're rolling against a different set of tasks. Like, this will be a simple task. You get a beat of three. Okay. Oh, and uh, for clarification, Arjua is a girl, and I uh, sometimes slip into my native gender, but I do not mean to. <laughs> you're, you're going for pure clarity. No meta-gendering. Yeah. Jack, you really Jack. couldn't even hit it on the first try. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. It's a small table here, guys. I roll a six. All right, you get one. And uh, you feel the sensation of, like, a small, fuzzy creature uh, sleep on your chest, like a uh, constant prey, and then it just kind of drifts yeah. away. Oh, my God, my cat Rufus is dead. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you guys are, and you guys are all out in the snow, uh, all coming from different directions. You've You've heard... That there is uh, a nano of much renown who has uh, taken up residence in the village of Static. I don't know why you'd be looking for her, but uh, you have all come this way. So, uh, Er, why are you trudging through this snow away from the hallowed halls of academia? Well, my mission in life is to try and disprove superstition in all its forms, and I heard there was this 
nonsense where people thought eating snow would give them memories or something like that. So I'm currently trudging forward. I guess I don't need to do the thing when he's not talking. <laughs> uh, I'm, I, everybody's just walking forward, steadfastly refusing to try and bleh, get the get the snow. That would be ridiculous. How, how, how on earth could that be true? That's, see, that Silly is absurd. Nonsense. And uh, how about Brooke? Uh, Brook is, he is coming from the woods that surround the As area. is his wand. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Too late from the woods. Something <laughs> of a wanderer he is. Uh, he's just wandered into this current situation. Uh, may I roll to find this land beautiful? <laughs> <laughs> to be inspired by its grandeur? Yeah. Uh, no, that's a free, that's free. I'm All actually right, going to give that to you. That's a, that's a routine task. It's zero. <laughs> he spreads his hands wide and he, he states, this land is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> no one understands. You guys hear as if a howl on the wind. <laughs> like uh, someone blowing through a bottle repeatedly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but it, it's actually, it seems to be that that um, sound is coming from where you know to be uh, the village of Static. Uh, you guys have received... Maps. I don't know if Arjua is. You just maybe you just wandered into this sensation-filled snow. I was following the snow, and I'm just eating it. It's great. It reminds me of life when I had feelings. You guys remember feelings? Yeah, you you actually uh, with your second taste, you actually feel a warm breeze. Well, we lost Arjua. It's been a while. Arjua's not gonna leave. So whatever. <laughs> All right, uh, and so and uh, Brooke. You see, uh, it looks like there's some buildings ahead. Uh, you're uncomfortable around them. But uh, there's only one that has any lights in it. It looks like it was about the largest one. All right, I will, I will approach cautiously, peer through a window. Is there a way in the same vicinity? You're, you're very close. You can all yeah, kind of see the outline of the buildings. So, uh, so Erwit is... Uh, you can roll a perception if you'd like to... I would like I mean, to... They don't have perception in here. It's just you roll int. Right. And then uh, how... You could make, say this was a uh, standard task, you could make it simple by spending, uh, what is it, standard three points? Yep, unless, yes, unless you have edge in that particular stat. Yep, so uh, the very basic, this system of Numenera (laughs) is that you can spend what are your life points. Effort is the word you're looking for. Effort, but it also functions as your life points. Yes. uh, To make a task easier, so he's not buffing his role, he's just making the goal of his role less. Okay. So, uh, not that you have to do that. This I is not no a particularly difficult task. <laughs> well, uh, first off, Erwitt's gonna... Erwitt um, is, in the past, as a lone traveler, had problems with people taking things from him. <laughs> For no good reason! So, uh, he's gonna uh, face this, uh, this really this wall of a man head-on and say, Hello, fellow traveler! Are you also seeking the esteemed scholar that lives in these lands? Good, good. Always a pleasure to meet a fellow scholar. Uh, my name's Owit. Excellent. Ah, uh, so, uh, tall man, uh, let us proceed. Okay. 
Audra was attempting to kind of skip in the snow, but it really, her legs don't are very heavy, as a Nautilus helm can be, and so it, a lot of it's in the shoulders, and it, she's just kind of swaying, and her arms are like swaying a little bit, but her, her legs are really... So it's really more of a trundling charge. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I say, what is that man in costume over there? I'm not a man. <laughs> is that your female voice? <laughs> this is my snow-filled voice. <laughs> As Bjork spots whatever your name is Arjua for the first time let's just say there's a little like Romeo and Juliet theme going on like are you sure that's not the Zelda you gained an item song I was keeping your oh sorry I got the whole thing out he is amazed by the grace the majestic beauty the majesty of this metal encased being, he's not aware that like there's actually just a bunch of goo in there. <laughs> it could just be anybody yeah. on the surface in a Nautilus suit. He, he You've never her, seen one hey, before. This, this goo body. still works. <laughs> 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 All right. Yes, I'm confused. Also, <laughs> what are you guys doing here? You guys here for the snow? I don't mind snow, I suppose, but it's not as if it provides any other particular effect. I'm I'm feel warm, fuzzy. <laughs> Actually, you know, it fades pretty much almost instantly. Like you get a sensation of it, and then you're. Oh, I've, I've learned how to hold tongue. on to my lingering of feelings. They're like when you get like a, a moment of light in it's the like darkness. It's like a butterfly. You just hold and caress and and try and grasp onto it for as long as possible before oh. it flies away and, and dies. You're, and you're left at the bottom of the ocean. God damn it. This is all said in character. Yeah. I was just now mad. For no be, I forgot that you had a porthole for your tongue. This is going to be good for our relationship. There is a visor. <laughs> well, it seems to me that uh, no one would want to bother us if we were traveling with such a such an uh, esoteric group of people. So uh, come along, friends. Let us go to town. Sure. Yeah, town. All right. People. Uh... <laughs> So, are you, wait, how much snow did you eat, Arjo, by the way? <laughs> I was, for the time I was walking the town, eating snow. All right, so, uh, you, after, uh, you, you started to feel like a ton of sensation. You felt like a cold steel in your throat and cool <laughs> fingers slipping from your grasp and uh, wings brushing your skin before being cast away by a foul-smelling wind. And then, but you, when you ate like a whole handful, you felt like a very quick series of rough tree bark and sawdust and whiskey as a smell and the feeling of being watched and then a voice whispering, God told a single lie. And then you, all your vision goes black. Guys, my visor's down! <laughs> Guys, someone help! Your visor's not down. Guys, lie. God, hand to face. God lied about a few things. I think maybe one. It might have been a couple things. These are the strangest people with whom I've ever traveled. It's the snow, man. I can't see. Uh, can I get you to make an int check there, uh, Erwit? Uh, yeah. There's Erwit there. Yep. That would be alone. Or what's the only one who knows where you are? Uh, that <laughs> works. Uh, so you know that the village of Static once made a living by uh, rigging collectors to gather 
this snow with similar memories, mm-hmm. and then uh, they would ship them to the nearby Pleasure City of Night Sound, where mm. they sold them as a novelty. But uh, they're very they're hedonistic in Night Sound, so they you know play the uh, demand kind of dropped, and all of a sudden Static no longer was very profitable. So it doesn't. It's actually a ghost town. There's no one living here except for in the one largest building, which has not warm cabiny light as the building was suggest, but like bright white aesthetic or uh, static. That's like um, what's the word? Where sterilized, sterile light, sterile white light mm-hmm. is coming out of these windows. Like a laboratory, Ugh. perhaps incandescent light. Mm, possibly, mm. who knows? Oh, incandescent light is very warm and comforting. Uh-huh. <laughs> My bad. Um. All right, so uh, if you and if you wanted to sneak a peek inside, right there, Brookwool. Uh, yes, I would like to sneak a peek. All right, so you can see uh, what looks to be a middle-aged woman. Uh, you know, well maintained. Uh, looks like she probably lives. <laughs> I mean, that, you know, people get old. Like some people get old and fat, Whoa. some people don't. <laughs> Um, as, if in, as if in formaldehyde. Does she have a caretaker? <laughs> no, she looks like she lives by herself and does all right by herself. Wells and kind those of, joints? You know, <laughs> takes arthritic pills. I don't know what old people do. I'm not old yet. Um, and, really sympathetic but, to the con. <laughs> she, but she's bustling around this crazy laboratory. There's stuff hanging everywhere. Different half-finished projects. Sitting on it uh, as a nano Erwin, if you look over his shoulder, you can tell that they have no idea what most of this is. Like you can see parts that you recognize from, you know, stratified testing sure. that's done at your uh, laboratory and sure. where you used to study, but nothing of this degree or intensity. And uh, as you're watching, actually, the window folds up just of its own accord. And it starts to like blink a red light and go boop, 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 boop. And the lady turns around and goes, and who are you? So we're standing in her window. <laughs> yeah, you're all looking through her window. <laughs> Hello, madame. My name is Erwit, and I am an adjunct professor on sabbatical trying to disprove all the nonsense in this world. Do you have any nonsense here? She kind of walks slowly over to the window presses the blinking red light, the window folds up, and then also folds ag- refolds again until it's just a blank wall. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Ooh. <laughs> what impressive use of mirrors you have. And you see a door open uh, a little ways away down the building. Hmm. Not very good. Plop, 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 plop. Plop, 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 into the door. Thunk, I also thunk. Do you thunk through? I thunk as well. You're actually, uh, you would have to bend to get through the doorway, uh, Ardua, and you actually couldn't get your shields in at all there, okay. Burke. But I could need my shields. Guard to the entryway, my friend. Okay. All right. So I just hunkered down you outside. As the door. Yeah. So you're, you're, the door. you can see into the big main room, but you had to like bend around and like lean over. I'm kind of hunkered on the stoop. I got both my shields facing out. I'm just kind of like sentry duty here. As Ardrell walks past uh, Burke, she like tries to be graceful and like drag a finger on his chest and, and say, uh, you have a beautiful voice. <laughs> 
She trails off now. She's <laughs> she flounces off, yeah. breaking the floorboards. Still like a hippopotamus out of water. A flirty big daddy, really. Yeah. And I say to myself, that's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. She's some kind of woman. Not sure what kind. And then I start singing to myself, some kind of woman. <laughs> That's happening outside, inside. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, yes, uh, my name is uh, Mona Catherine, and uh, I am the Nano. Uh, you are looking for what? Oh well, nothing in particular, truly. Uh, mysteries, oddities, ciphers, uh, anything you can't quite explain. I'm I'm here to explain it for you. Mysteries. Yes, we have many mysteries in this world, despite our potential to throw them back as a people. But no, I study here alone, and I study a very particular sect of uh, nanoscience. And what sect would that be? I cannot talk about it. But I can send you to a place where you can experience it firsthand. Why can't you talk about it then? Is what? Why? Because my <laughs> science is my own, and I do not share it with the random window but, peepers. But you're showing him you peeper go people experience it himself. <laughs> my, am I sure you are not a peeper person? Well, my window alarm says otherwise. <laughs> oh, that's what that, uh, that blinking red that blinking red was. light next to my window. Yes, it was a window alarm. Are you a girl? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I just have a raspy voice. I smoke a lot. I'm a girl, too. I know. Voices can be confusing. Yes. Yours is very hollow sounding. Yeah. It sounded like you were speaking to a tin can. Well, yeah, just about that. <laughs> what about I, that? I'm basically a tin can. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> it's kind of Who are you people? Do you have some sort of name you call yourself as a group? <laughs> uh, Not that I'm asking a leading question or anything. Ma'am, I literally met these people not three minutes ago on the road. Uh, three minutes ago, squad! I like <laughs> it! Uh, what's going on in there, guys? Yes, uh, your friend possesses some interesting technology. Is uh, he for sale? Uh, let's have a talk about that. Uh, Madame, perhaps we can discuss your science further while uh, these two are left to their uh, a thing. You want to go off and talk with her privately? Uh, yeah. Is that the plan? Yeah. All right. Um, so she does not. <laughs> she doesn't want to talk to you privately. She doesn't <laughs> particularly look like she wants to talk to you at all. Uh, but it does look as if she is like kind of taking your measure as uh, assistance for something. She look. You guys look like some rather rough customers, except for her wit. Uh, you look like you could handle some business. What's in this room that we're looking at? Uh, just uh, entirely different things. Uh, looks like circuitry. There's some bio, different stuff. Uh, looks like there was the remains of at least one kind of animal preserved uh, in a glowing tank. But what hold your attention are four large, it almost looks like bathospheres, like what they used to, uh, before they had uh, individual suits, what they used to dive down in water in. 
uh, or be lowered down in water. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, so, they're, but they're just stuck to, into the side of the wall. It looks like she did not build this building. It looks like it used to be some kind of town hall or church or some type of gathering place to the whole town that she's just moved into and set up a lot of lab tables in. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But she's, uh, and she says, Yes, uh, I could send you some place that would be very educational and uh, profitable for me. How are you uh, doing for a job? (laughs) Well, profitable for you would mean profitable for us as well, I hope. Yes, uh, what do you seek? You, out there in the cold, you fuzzy man, what do you speak? What do you seek? What do you desire? I can't understand what you're doing. She picks up like a tiny little reed tube and speaks into it, and like a voice thunders out, What do you seek? I seek only solace for my village and my family. Solace for your village and your family, I understand. Uh, through my translation software. <laughs> well, uh, I cannot offer you any sort of religious belief, but I can offer you a way to see your family again. And she holds up a, it looks like it'd be a normal piece of burnished steel, but uh, as she moves it around, you can see images, not necessarily of like a ghost, but of images that had happened in the past in this room, like you, if you look through it, you can see people gathering in what looks to be some kind of wedding celebration or maybe a very joyous funeral, some kind of nice way. <laughs> uh, so basically, it's still a shield that allows you to look into the past. Okay. A shield that just, allows you to just, look into the yeah, past. Just basically, just basically one of those. don't worry about yeah. it. Yes, standard past shield. <laughs> past shield. You know, you look in the past. The past might look back, but don't you worry about that. It's in the warranty. Uh, Bjork is not exceptionally intelligent, so he's gonna kind of be like, "Whoa, what good would it do me?" You could find solace in looking at the people you loved again, maybe. I don't know. I don't do emotions well. What the rest of you want? I seek to know the truth in all things above all things at all times. Well, truth is what you want. I could uh, offer you this uh, helmet that allows you to see into the nanosphere itself. Sold! What would you have us do, madame? I need a special team, a special kind of people to go to a special kind of place. This place is known as the God's Light. I've never heard of this place. Uh, Roll and see if you've heard of this place. (laughs) What is that? Intellect? I rolled a four. I probably never heard of this. It doesn't really matter unless you want to expend effort, right? Yeah. Uh, Six. Six as well. Alright, I'll tell you about the God's Light. <laughs> Clearly, none of you are familiar. Uh, yes, the God's Light. It was built by a mad race long ago. A creation to create a light so bright it would catch the eye of God. It is now a tower uh, occupied 
by gentlemen who have uh, similar interests to mine, interests that I would like disrupted, interests that I would like ended, if you catch my meaning. Why do you want them ended? Are they bad? Yes, they're very bad, they're terrible. I would use my research for good. They would use their research for evil. Well, I'm all about doing things that are good and not things that are evil. That's an excellent, very simply and well uh, made decision. Not easily manipulable at all. I like it. Uh, Erwit is is uh, is no man's fool except for his own, <laughs> um, and is going to try his best to discern the, the whether. There are any tells that they're telling the truth or not telling the truth. Erwitt does not roll remarkably well. That's a three. You are fucking sold on her line of bullshit. <laughs> you are like, man, this lady is the for reals deals. She is a studier that she's like Jesus Christ and Einstein mixed into one and coated in chocolate. Madame, you seem like a bastion of veracity. We will gladly go on any errand you seek, as long as I get that helmet. Yes, this helmet. This helmet that I promised you would do a certain thing that it will totally do. Okay, that's whoa, very whoa, exciting. Whoa, I'm going to thing. I want inner peace. You want inner peace. <laughs> yeah. Well. Take yeah, that, that was, Mr. Beast. I found it. I have it in this box. It's a black box. Yes, open up the, the black box. Now? Yes. Whoa, okay. And I open it. It was in you all along. <laughs> <laughs> now get in the fucking spheres. Yep, off we go, Ajwa. Ajwa's hands raised. suspected that it was God himself who sent the satellite to destroy his village. So this prospect of communicating with God through the God light intrigues him. He will righteously pursue this mission. Uh, she actually attaches another red light in her walls. The walls of the uh, building fold out to allow passage of your shields. What impressive mirrors you have, madame. And uh, as you come in, she kind of bolts something onto both of your shields real quick. And they shrink to about half their size but maintain their same weight so that you can fit into one of the spheres. Oh, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, I would like my shields to be bigger once we start fighting things. That's going to be a thing. Don't worry about it. Okay. All right. Erwin's eye on these shrinky dinks, thinking he might be able to use these. <laughs> I'll shrink your dink. Hmm. That's an attractive yeah. proposition. <laughs> All right. Very unattractive. So, uh, do you guys get into the spheres? Can I? Can I? Can I? Oh, Erwin's already fucking there. They're yeah. pretty big. Uh, they're big enough to even... Take in uh, Wool's uh, whole frame. Okay. Archer walks in, her hands are still kind of raised, and she's kind of like in a. Her face is an expression of of happiness and bliss, but like a little bit like confused. Like this is inner peace. Uh, <laughs> feels a lot like not inner feels peace. Like, it feels a lot like sadness. Uh, Erwitt's er, gonna get into his bathosphere and uh, sort of lean up against the curved side. And uh, he's got like a Sherlock Holmes pipe that he that he takes out. No smoking in the spheres. <laughs> the spheres are not Adam, smoking. I assure you, this is entirely to maintain my image. Ah, <laughs> oh, an affected pipe. All right. Yeah. Bjork yeah. is in those spheres. He's there. You're up in the spheres. Yep. All right. So basically, she goes over, she flips a switch, and then it looks as if she freezes. 
you don't really see her moving anymore. And in fact, she starts to fade along with pretty much everything that you can see. It all kind of turns into a general gray mist. Mm -hmm. And you open your eyes to a delicate fog, which is pushed away by a breath of wind or via a landscape in miniature, stretching away in every direction. The mountains rise in the south, no higher than a garden wall. A desert-like uh, horizon-touching box of sand rolling away to the foothills. To the north, snow claims the world, unbroken by anything except a deep black sea haunted by flickering northern lights. Ahead, the low series of rolling valleys leads to a monolithic pillar, reaching higher than your eyes can see, surrounded by a great sparkling lake of liquid metal. So, essentially, you guys have now the point of view of giants. You are essentially a mile tall, and it looks as if your feet stretch down to just brush the edges of the village, which look like toy houses below you. Do we Whoa. crush it with our force? Do you try and step on it? Uh, Ardua, like kind of like taps her foot against the house. Uh, it looks like maybe wind brushes the gutters, but it doesn't look like you did any damage, and your foot just kind of goes through it. Actually, like stomps a little. Or body. actually, uh, more than that, it goes around it. it. Looks like the particulate of your foot kind of flows around the house. Oh, my particulates are doing that thing again. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Eric likes, likes this new perspective. It sort of brought the world in line with how he always mm. thought the world small should be. And, and small and easily understood. Yeah. Bjork is invigorated to be brought this much closer to God. <laughs> His nemesis. His nemesis. <laughs> you're, like, you're like an unholy man. I'm sure I just likes being bigger. I righteously hate God. <laughs> For the, all that he's done to you. Self-righteously. Uh, all that I suspect he's done to me. <laughs> well, I want that sweet helmet. Uh, off we go. <laughs> Trudging off toward the Godlight. Trudging off to the Godlight. Uh, so basically, it does feel as if the terrain, you have like a sensation of terrain, as if you were walking over kind of rough ground. But it's uh, more like you're moving, not through molasses, but as if when you think to move, the physical realm moves you. Mm -hmm. Like the wind is what's moving your body as your consciousness is immensely spread out uh, over this vast area. Uh, uh, Yeah, but none of that's actually happening, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Roll me some intelligence there, anybody. I got 11. I got a 19. 11 as well. All right, so Ardra, you know that, like, whatever components of yourself, like, make up the very core of your being have not been increased. You haven't gotten bigger. They've just been spread out. So you've just, now your consciousness holds together this much wider. To anybody else, it would look invisible. But you can move your whole self very quickly over this area. Wait, by... so it's like a projection of my like what I'm seeing as myself, but also I'm also matching that in my speed. So like I basically think I'm moving faster, but I'm well. It's basically your atoms are farther apart; they're all spread out, oh. and so you're moving through terrain. You're moving over terrain very quickly with the wind, rather than and you're. Psyche is controlling the wind where it moves your atoms. Man, these atoms gotta get in control. What are uh, doing? You think actually, you guys don't know, but you think that actually, if you wanted to, you could bring yourself back to your normal bathosphere, not bathosphere, self contained diving Nautilus suit. Okay. Uh, uh, but if you did, then you don't know if you could get back to the state. 
I'm I'm tempting to like heart of stone. Think think my like crying little uh, fetal position, uh, kind of small trapped. So you're gonna try and bring yourself you back. Need a verb, dude. <laughs> I know I can't. I can't. I forgot the verb. But I'm reverting back to like the thought process of like when I was trapped in the ocean. I was all alone. I feel very small, and so I'm like thinking small, thinking like lonely. All right. So you are you trying to go back? You're trying to yeah, reassemble I'm trying to, like, your atoms. Shrink back. All right. Uh, so Alex shrinks back, or uh, <laughs> Arduous shrinks back. You are now yourself. You have taken about a one step. So you're a little bit outside the village. These two are kid keep walking. Someone carry me! Our dumbasses are going forward. Uh, And you guys actually see, as you get to the edge of the lake, which takes about as much time as it takes for her to cross the next valley, Mm -hmm. uh, that there are a bunch of creatures. They look vaguely humanoid, but they have... An uncertain amount of arms. Sometimes it's two, sometimes it's four. Sometimes it kind of switches between or they split it apart. And it looks like four of them are staying around the God's Light, kind of channeling some kind of uh, release, some type of vapor up into the atmosphere and into the clouds. And then there's one being overseen. And they're about the same size as you, but this one is a little bit bigger. And where his head touches the clouds, lightning crackles, and mm-hmm. there's a, a storm brewing above him. Uh, Erwin is pretty sure he just got hired to fuck up that guy. Um, so, but Erwin's really not sure. Like, I'm gonna like get in the neighborhood, but like, I'm still like a big cloud, but I'm not sure what to do about that. Um, so, <laughs> I'm gonna like. If I can, like, try and, like, swat at him and, like, push him back and forth. You still perceive yourself as, like, a hazier version of your own body. So, oh, yeah. you, huge. it looks like you're huge. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, you can Everybody definitely... He's huge. Yeah. I don't understand. He's huge in the world of academia. <laughs> he's huge. Uh. So, uh, roll me an attack, and you can edge anything you want to. Can I, um, can I, can I onslaught him from here? That actually seems like I'm at work. Yeah, uh, yeah you can go ahead and onslaught. Right, Tell yeah. everybody how that works and remind me. Uh, yeah, so that's um, so uh, spells are uh, referred to in this as something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, if you if you if you wanted to, Ardua, I'm saying you could go back and get her to do this again. <laughs> but if you want to walk all the way there, I'm totally down for that too. Uh, Why is Arjua so tiny down there? I know someone was supposed to carry me. They can't. They literally can't interact with physical objects. They're too spread out. (sighs) You would be touched by like, I mean, still at a ridiculous amount of atoms of them, but not enough to be physical contact. Curse my dumb atoms. Okay, I go back and I and I like I gotta get back in the pot again because I thought small thoughts and I'm you know small. Yeah, again, really, you couldn't stay huge and giant for a minute. I just I don't like I'm watching my figure. You know, I haven't eaten in twenty years. Uh. All right, here you go, and here's a sandwich. She throws a baguette with like a slice of moldy cheese at you, oh, wow. and then and then the sandwich is gone. <laughs> the sandwich's atoms are also spread out, so you can. <laughs> Try to eat the atoms if you want to. Oh, oh my god, eating is great, especially when it's big atoms. 
It takes a very long time. This uh, has been the Ardua Hour. And uh, Ardua is now uh, walking towards you guys from a long ways away. Uh, well, well, we'll say a delay of turn real quick. And uh, Brick Wall, do you want to try and do anything? Uh, well, I see the same figures that uh, Erwin has seen here, but I don't sense any immediate threat. I'm going to, you know, back him up. I'm ready to put my shields down if need be, but... And your shields, they stretch, like, past the sky. They are massive. They are... <laughs> the mountain ranges would look like divots in these shields. Right, well, I'm cautiously approaching this group along with Erwin, although I'm not on the attack as he is. Erwin's <laughs> huge. Erwin's very aggressive. I am also huge. Maybe we were gods all along. And they just released us. We had these weird... Histories that all brass together for one common purpose of going to the god light. We are the gods. The light is us. The light was in us all along. The box told me, damn it. <laughs> I didn't get paid anything. That was my favorite. So right. Onslaught, which Erwin uh, is targeting from his proper place and in is, the sky. And uh, is from the Numenera book, which is beautifully drawn, by the way. Shout out to Numenera for doing his fantastic it's job. Very, very pretty. Uh, Onslaught is I, I attack a foe uh, using energies that assail either his physical form or his mind. Uh, in either case, I must be able to see my target, which I can. Um, if the attack is physical, so I get to choose if it's like a physical or mental attack. Um, if it's physical, I admit a short-range ray of force that inflicts four points of damage. If the attack is mental, I focus my mental energy to blast the thought processes of another creature within short range. This mind slice inflicts two points of intellect damage and ignores armor. I can't remember my childhood anymore! <laughs> you took out Disneyland, you son of a bitch! <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.